When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, unfortunately for a second week now in a row, we're talking about a devastating injury during a Monday night football game to an NFL star. Of course, last week we know what happened to Aaron Rodgers with his Achilles. And now, last night, as the Browns were playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh, Nick Chubb, who was one of the best two or three running backs in the league, suffered a very serious injury. And much like with the Rodgers injury, there's talk about whether or not this could actually have an effect on not just this season. We know this season's gone, but on his NFL career going forward. Nick Chubb's only 27 years old. We're going to talk about his future medically in a second, but if you did not see the injury, now it's bad when you slow it down. Uh, Initially, you really couldn't tell what happened on TV. Here is the actual call from Monday Night Football. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, take a look. He's done some good things here in this game. Here's Chubb trying to pick his way inside the five, and he does. Knocked down at the three. Ball came out, but he was down. Minka Fitzpatrick gets the tackle, but a gain of five. And the last thing any Browns fan wants to see, Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Oh, boy. And Minka Fitzpatrick is down for the Steelers. I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen yeah it's we're not going to show it it's uh it's it's as bad as you can imagine they just showed it on the big screen here in pittsburgh and the crowd gasped yeah mojo as uh, joe and troy were talking you could hear the groan from the 70 80,000 people who were at the stadium last night and Look, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I think, are as intense as any fan base out there. uh, But they understood what happened to this guy. And you look, you root for your team. But to see a a young guy who is one of the most talented players in the world go down and to have watched that injury in slow-mo like they saw it kind of gives you the chills. Now, Mojo, we uh, had an opportunity to speak with somebody. Uh, His name is Dr. David Abbasi. He is a sports orthopedic surgeon. So he deals with these type of injuries on a day-in, day-out basis. I'll say it right now. He has not examined Nick Chubb. He is not Nick Chubb's doctor. But he has worked many sidelines. You saw uh, Dr. Abbasi right there with a Miami Dolphins player from a few years back. He's done a bunch of college football. So David Abbasi knows these type of injuries. I had a chance to check in with the doctor. What's the prognosis here for Nick Chubb? Here's Dr. Abbasi. So here's what happened to Chubb. You can see he gets hit on his knee. That is his knee dislocating out. So what do I mean by that is his knee popped out of place 
At this point, when his knee's up in the air, it has popped back into place. Now, in order for the knee to dislocate like this visibly, where it pops out and pops back in, he had to have torn at least two of the four ligaments, but usually it's more than two ligaments. And the knee ligaments I'm referring to here consists of the ACL, the PCL, the MCL, and LCL. I would not be surprised if at least three or even all four of these have torn. The good news is, is that it did pop back into place on the field. So he would have less risk of an injury to the nerves and the blood vessels, which can be limb threatening. All the best to Chubb, but this is a serious injury. This will need reconstructive surgery. He will definitely be out the rest of this year. Next year is in question as well, and so is his career, unfortunately. All the best. Mojo, you heard it right there. And this year is gone. Next year, questionable, and even his career. And to watch his body bent the way it is and to know that the knee does not bend like that. Ooh, tough. Babcock, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. I saw the angles they do not want to show on this show, on yeah. television, and it is for good reason. It was pretty disgusting the way yeah. his knee popped out. I mean... This is coming from a guy that's had countless shoulder dislocations sure. in his life. That's why I have these big zippers. I like to call them on <laughs> both of my shoulders. It's from knocking my shoulders out for so long and having to get the surgeries to, to come back from it. A shoulder dislocation is literally nothing compared to a knee dislocation. Right. I mean, this is just so much worse. We're talking about all of his weight, all that momentum planting on that leg and somebody coming up from the side and just completely caving in the side of his leg. I mean, the recovery for a knee is just so much more difficult and significant than a shoulder. I mean, this is a load-bearing injury. In order for him to come back and cut and plant, I mean, he is facing a serious, serious uphill battle here. I mean, for me, Yes, I have limited mobility in my shoulders every time they've had to cut them open and, and fix them, but I, I don't have to walk around on my shoulders right. or my hands. Like, this is a completely different thing, and it is extremely concerning because you're talking about multiple of these ligaments, right. ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL, potentially all of them or a combination of the sorts. I mean, this is going to be absolutely brutal to come back from it's very foreseeable that he's going to miss time next year as well which is always so crazy there's only a few injuries that can right. make you miss parts uh, of two yeah seasons. mojo especially when they happen at the beginning of the year right we're only on week two here now and to think that he might not even be ready for next season he has a lot of football left in him and he's really he's truly one of the best players i mean he is a a terrific and talented football player and uh, yeah, I just hate when, when these things happen. If you lose on the field fair and square, Mojo, that's one thing. But to see a guy go down from a freak injury like this, absolutely hate to see it. I'll also say this, and I did ask Dr. Abbasi if this might have even a, an effect on his recovery this time around. Back in 2015, when Nick was a college football star, he suffered a gruesome knee injury, same knee, left knee, against Tennessee, tore multiple ligaments, ended up coming back the next season. So uh, I think he's shown he's a guy who can recover quickly, Mojo. He ended up going at the top of the second round in the NFL draft, and you hope that's some indication that he's a quick healer and, and he will be back. It would be such a, a tragedy to not see this guy on the football field again. We obviously wish him the absolute best. We are joined by not just the most dominant athlete that, that I have ever seen, but also one of the best dudes, one of the most charitable dudes. Shaq, it's a fact, man. It's a it's a fact. Uh, year after year, doing. I'm mad at you right now. I'm Why mad at you. Why? It's a, it's true. It's all true. No. 
I know, but we've been friends for a long time. Don't get on here with your professional media <laughs> voice. <laughs> talk regular, Mike. Come let, on, Mikey. Let, 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 let's talk, Shaq. You, it, it's the event <laughs> October 7th. I, I, I mean it. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to lose the media voice, but incredible what you do. This is the third year here, Shaq, um, raising a, an incredible amount of money. Um, the lineup. Joe, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. Joel McHale, Anderson Pack, Joel John McHale, Legend, Jennifer Hudson, Ray Romano, yes. others. Talk, others. Talk to me about the event, Shaq. It's, it sounds incredible. October 7th, this is my third annual event. We raised money for children in need in the Las Vegas and Atlanta area. You ask why those two places, those are places that I live. People see me, that uh, they know I'm there. From the first year of the proceeds, we made uh, – we uh, rebuilt uh, my first signature boys and girls club in a town called McDonough, Georgia. Uh, last year from the proceeds, we, we are starting to build a brand new state-of-the-art uh, facility in Las Vegas. Uh, I went out there the other day to see the plans, everything, so this is going to be scrumptious. Wow. Uh, I can't wait till it's done, but uh, kudos to my friends for helping me out. It's going to be a great event. I can't wait to see the lovely Jennifer Hudson. I, I, I saw her once sing one or two songs, and She's fabulous. I can't wait to just sit down and just watch her do her thing. Again, it's going to be a wonderful event. Uh, go to shackfoundation.org to find information on tickets. And tickets are very, very reasonable. You don't get to see John Legend for the prices. At 50 bucks? Yeah. I think I think starting at $50, Shaq. I mean, you can't yes, pay anything for $50 anymore. I'm taking care of the people. That's what I always do, brother. What you you if anyone who follows you, Shaq, or is a fan of yours, they know you're you're always helping people, even if it's just a matter of seeing someone at a store that needs help, you know, buying groceries. Why why still to put on a massive event like this? What what makes you say, hey, I'm going to give up my time? Other things I could be doing, obviously, but I'm going to put on a massive event. I mean, MGA Grand Garden Arena. I mean, we're talking about this is a big time event, Shaq. Obviously, well, it's one is fun for the people. And, you know, the people that open up the wallets, we're going to help less fortunate people, especially children. I'm all about that. You know, I was, ever since a youngster, I've taught respect and taught to be nice. I know these babies look up to me and, you know, my mom's going to be there. This is her second time. And, you know, whenever she sees me do great things like that, she smiles. That makes me the happiest guy in the world. Forget the contracts, forget the money, forget the rings. When I can go see my beautiful mother and she just grabs my face like, I go three years old and say, baby, I'm so proud of you. That's the best feeling in the world. Shaq, before I let you go, I've seen you posting about Dion on social media, Shaq. What do you, what do you make about everything that Dion's done and just how he's he's flipped that whole program around in, in months? I know exactly what the kids are going through because when you are standing in front of someone that has an impressive resume and you're trying to get to the level he gets to, everything you say is golden. You know, I felt that way when Phil Jackson first came to the Lakers. Like, you know, before he got there, me and Kobe, we got swept all the time. But when he came in there and stepped in the locker room and we saw he didn't panic, so it taught us not to panic. We know that this guy knows what he's talking about. Everybody watched him win six rings in Chicago. He knows exactly what he's talking about. So I know when the defense is listening to him, I know I know they're locked in. I know when the offense is listening to him, they're locked in. I know when his son is listening to him. They're locked in. When they were down 15, it was a camera pan to Dion's face and reminded me of Phil Jackson. And I've always said, if the general doesn't panic, the troops don't panic. And I told my boys, watch this. 
And then his son even alluded to it. It was Brady time. And Shador just kept picking the defense apart. They scored, you know, took the thing into overtime. It was a beautiful game to watch. Uh, Dion, right now, is the best best coach in college football. You heard it here first. I, I know you you obviously are so busy and do so well on TV. Does watching what he's doing, does that give you any sort of – do you, like, yearn to coach at all, not necessarily in the NBA? Any any level, though, Shaq, seeing what Dion's doing? No, no, no. because I'm – I'm old school, and the old school tactics are damn near extinct these days. Like, I, uh, I'm i a yeller, and kids don't like to be yelled at these days. Like, that, that's the only time I was able to perform at a high level. I, you know, Pat Riley going off, Phil Jackson going off, my father, Sergeant Philip Harrison going off, you know. Even, you know, Harvey Levin going off at times. Like, that's, oh, those that's are things fact. that... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, those are things that definitely keep me straight and keep me in line. But um, again, Dion is the best coach in college football right now. You're the best, Shaq. Thank you so much. The event, October 7th. Go buy tickets. Thank you, Shaq. All right, buddy. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, Dylan Danis finally gets served. All part of that trolling lawsuit filed by Nina Agdal. Thankfully for us, the entire thing was captured right on video. We're going to show it to you next on TMZ Sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Dylan Danis finally, officially has been served. Uh, of course... <laughs> We broke the story at TMZ Sports that uh, Dylan Danis was being sued by Nina Agdell. Of course, Nina Agdell being the fiance of Logan Paul. Logan Paul and Dylan fighting each other October 14th in Manchester. And if you got social media, if you've got yourself a Twitter, you know that Dylan has been relentless online. Nina Agdell says on more than 250 occasions, Dylan Danis has either bullied her or has trolled her in some form or fashion. And she actually believes, and we've talked about this before here on the show, Mojo, that uh, that he, had, uh, on at least one occasion, broke state and or federal law. So when you file a lawsuit against somebody, you've got to actually present them with the lawsuit. And that's exactly what finally happened yesterday, Mojo. So. Dylan Dennis lives in a Jersey City, this uh, fancy uh, condo, big high rise that they have. Matter of fact, I was just over there at my good friend Mark Daniel Barbershop and I passed this building, Mojo. I saw it. They knew where he lived. He had a process server who had been waiting for him for days trying to find Dylan. And on Monday, Mojo, this finally happened. Oh, hey, sir. I have a document. What's that for? Mr. Dennis? Yes, that's on me. Yes, that is. I know it's, it's yours, sir. Okay. You gotta take it, sir. Are you the Uh, I am a prophet server. There you are, sir. Take over to my building. Here you are. You got your document. It's undocumented. It's documented, Mr. Dennis. Mr. Dennis, documented. You gotta take it. 
So, Mojo, what the guy ultimately ended up doing was leaving the documents right there in front of the door because somebody inside, an employee of the building, told the, the process server he couldn't enter the, uh, the property. It's on video. Certainly, that uh, should suffice for him being served. So now he has three weeks. He's got 21 days uh, to respond, and uh, we will go from there. Of course, this is all <laughs> as the guys prepare to fight each other in just a few weeks. So fight supposedly going on. And so is now the lawsuit. Mojo. I don't know, Babcock. I'm just not buying it. I'm not convinced <laughs> that that is 100% Dylan Dennis and not a guy that looks like him and sounds like him and has the exact same measurements. I mean, right. he said it wasn't him. He said that's not me. He, he said it. You're right. He didn't even admit it. So, of course, it wasn't him. He wouldn't lie about this. Never. Right? Never. I mean, there are literal television shows dedicated to fans <laughs> that get dozens of plastic surgeries to look like the celebrities right. they want to look like. So <laughs> maybe there's a big Dylan Dennis fan out there. I mean, the guy's street cred is at an all-time high from yeah. just – Barry and Logan Paul and Nina just mercilessly. I don't think I've ever seen one competitor go after another one yeah. as brutal as as Dylan has with Logan and Nina. I'm not even sure who's getting it more. I want to say it's Nina probably by a mile now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. I mean, yep. it has been nonstop hundreds, if not thousands of posts. It's literally been a full-time job for maybe a staff of people for the past yeah. several months. You had to know that this was coming. They had threatened the lawsuit. He continued to do so. Obviously, you knew he wasn't going to back down just from that. One thing for sure, they are selling this fight. Oh, they know you. I think you're absolutely right about that. All this does is even add more interest to the fight. You can trash talk. The, the, the thing with the lawsuit is there was a video that Nina says was never posted and only existed on her phone. And she believes that um, her, her device was somehow hacked and that video was then posted. And, and, and again, she believes that that may have broken either state and or federal law. And, and that's obviously where Dylan could have an issue. I'll say this too. If you follow him on social media, you know he was very well aware that this process server was trying to find him because he posted a couple of photos. There's a photo where he said, hey, you guys are not going to get me. He also um, made a joke saying that he had just arrived in Pyongyang, uh, the capital of North Korea. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> doing his, doing his uh, training camp with Kim Jong-un. Uh, is Dylan Dennis before the fight. So he knew they were trying to serve him. He did everything he could to avoid him. But at the end of the day, and yesterday was the day, they caught up to him and lawsuit on. Mojo, there's been a lot of people talking about who could the New York Jets sign now that the great Aaron Rodgers down with the injury. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't look great week two against the Dallas Cowboys. I can tell you who it's not going to be, Mojo. Unfortunately for us, it's not going to be Tom Brady because uh, Tom Brady, I think he has definitively put the rumors to bed that he could come back and that he could come back as a New York Jet. So Tom Brady, of course, has his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. Jim Gray, the uh, guy's a professional. He knows what he's doing, knows what people are talking about. Uh, top of the show, he asked... Tom, the question that was on everybody's mind. Take a listen. So, Tom, we know you're on a lot of jets for Delta in your leadership role. The question everybody has been wondering 
is, have the Jets called? And are you uh, considering no, the no, Jets? No. Next question. Asked and answered? You already know. I love being with you guys on Mondays, and I love what we got going. So, so there it is, Mojo. Next question. And he said, I love doing this show, meaning that I'm not going anywhere. I'm okay with Tom Brady not coming back. Obviously, we put that one to bed. Here's what I'm not okay with, Babcock. <laughs> I totally forgot that Tom Brady just became an executive over there with Delta. And I just got an email from my friends at Delta, where I'm a diamond medallion member. That's the highest. And they have doubled the qualifications for me to hit my status next year. And the timing is just way too curious. I think this might have been a Tom Brady move. Uh, I have a big problem with this. It, so does the internet. All right, Mojo. So we're blaming Tom Brady for that. Uh, do yes. better, Tom. Do better, Tom. Uh, yeah. We got to go, Mojo. Uh, tomorrow, though, everyone obviously still talking about this hit. What Was it a dirty hit is, is the question. A lot of people, including Nate Burleson, believe that uh, that Minka Fitzpatrick hit was, in fact, dirty. He should not have gone low like he did. Uh, we're going to ask somebody, Mojo, who is, uh, happens to be a Pittsburgh Steelers legend and a guy who has made thousands of tackles in his career. That guy right there, one of the greats, James Harrison, going to join us tomorrow, Mojo. We're going to ask him that question straight up. Was the hit on Chubb dirty? Yes or no? We'll hear from James Harrison. That should be pretty great. Oh, yeah. Bringing on James Harrison, one of my football and workout role models. Definitely will make tomorrow... The best show since today.